0: Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Strider NFL Football Reviews. I'm your host, Ian Strider, and I am stoked that football is back. Finally, yes! During the offseason, I kind of move on from the NFL, at least for a little while. Just need to kind of take a break, think about other things, because I get so hooked on the game during the season that it's kind of a relief to not spend every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday focused on the game although I love it so much I'm happy to do it for the six months or so that I do it after that I'm kind of relieved but then when the season starts again it takes maybe 30 minutes of the first game and I'm hooked again because <laughs> when it comes down to it I'm a one-sport fan I don't get too invested into any other sport NBA MLB not really into soccer not in hockey I mean I like the sports I appreciate them But it's just too much for me to get absorbed into other sports, except for kind of, you know, not putting too much effort into it. The One thing I do kind of get sucked into outside of the NFL is the Olympics. Why? Because it's only two weeks. I can do two weeks. I can't do the length of these other seasons and the number of games that these other leagues do. So the NFL, this, you know, it used to be 16 games. Now it's 17 over an 18 week period. That's how I roll. And I love the NFL. I love getting into it. And it's so much fun. You know, the Thursday night game was epic. It was super close. Everyone knew kind of who was going to win with Tampa, but Dallas really put on a show and made it very exciting, and I was was quite thrilled. I was quite thrilled. It was entertaining as hell hell. Like, it was great. And you know what? As much as I hated Tom Brady for years because he was always Mr. Perfect and always beat all the teams that I liked, now that he's with Tampa Bay, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun that Tom Brady's st- sticking around. So that's kind of cool, actually, that uh, they were that fun and, and electric during that game. So that was one of my favorite. Uh, and, and after watching all the Sunday's game, I think that was probably one of my favorite games. I mean, it was definitely one of the best. This weekend, I was not at my house where I had red zone. So I got to look at football a little differently than I do sometimes. And I just paid attention to one game at a time. Well, actually, two games at a time because... Luckily for all us Bay Area football fans, we got games on both Fox and CBS, both in the morning and the afternoon. So four games were available, which is pretty cool. I had my computer set up, set up in front of the TV so I could watch both the big screen and the little screen. And my daughter even enjoyed a little football with me. So that was pretty fun and a fun way to watch the games. Um, my main focus was on the 49ers, the 49er game as well as the Buffalo Pits, uh, Pittsburgh game. I had that on the, the smaller screen. And in the afternoon, I actually got to go back to my other place and turn on red zone for the second half of the games, like right around halftime, so I could see the touchdown montage at the end. Also very cool. Enjoyed that thoroughly. Overall, it was just great to have football back, and I couldn't be happier with a lot of the, 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 the game results. There was some great finishes worked out in what I was hoping for. Let's put it that way. I mean, I wanted to see the Broncos win and they won and they actually looked pretty good. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, it's just New York and New York might be pure trash this year. So maybe that's the benefit that the Denver got in the start. Um, But they didn't shoot themselves in the foot. (laughs) And like how many times, you know, is that what frustrates me about you know, the Broncos and my other favorite teams. Kind of like the Bears game, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, my God, that was brutal. But we're going to go through the games. I'll, I'll say right, the my first take game real we're gonna quick. Talk about it, Jacksonville to versus so long. Houston. This is Ian Strider. And admittedly, and this is Strider I did not pay Sports a lot of attention to this game. I was not able to watch it. I looked at some highlights afterwards. My take before the game went in was that... Um, I thought Houston was going to win. I picked him in my pick-and-pool. And then after I did that, I remembered that Jacksonville has the number one pick of the of the draft in Trevor Lawrence. And then I started thinking maybe my pick was kind of stupid. And then I was, like, shocked when I learned that they had scored so many points. I had no idea. I was not guessing that Houston was going to put up that score. I mean, everyone, every sense I've gotten is that they are pretty depleted offense and there's not much question that they're going to be a middle of the ground team and there's all that discourse with their quarterback and him wanting to leave town so that's what I knew about the game and uh, I, I have yet to spend more time learning about them so we'll move past that and just say wow 37 to 21 how bad is Jacksonville's defense and how good is Houston's offense I guess time will tell All right, on to the next. Speaking of games that didn't really catch my attention and I didn't really spend much time like tracking them while I was watching other games, there was the LA Chargers playing the Washington football team. And the biggest takeaway I got from this was that, you know, outside of having Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't even know who those other quarterbacks are on that team. I mean, it seems like Washington... Is not going to be a big threat this season. That's what I. That's my first impression of this team going into this game. They did kind of put up a fight, I guess. What was it? The score was twenty to sixteen. I think they kind of got those points near the end. Maybe that's a sign of strong defense against the Chargers, only putting up twenty points. It's new in the season. Maybe the Chargers are just still figuring out their shit. Um, so we'll see what happens. I like the Chargers a lot in terms of their makeup, that quarterback is really fun. And Keenan Allen has always been a guy I've been a big fan of, considering he comes out of Cal. And I've not been to a lot of college games in my life, but I have been to a couple Cal games, and I did go see a Cal game right in his senior year when he was playing with his, I think it was his cousin who was the quarterback. I don't remember his name anymore, but he was not NFL caliber. But Keenan was, and boy, has he been a fun player. And they've got some solid defense. So, you know what? Hard to say what's going to happen with these two teams. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington is a good team as the season progresses. I don't know the extent of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's injury yet. So, you know, if it's not that bad and he comes back in and he can do some cool Fitzpatrick stuff, that would be awesome. That's always something that's so fun about him. He throws up crazy yards. He throws care to the wind. He's He's pretty awesome. Of course, he's also old, so maybe that's... Not a surprise why he got injured in week one. Coming into a new season, a little brittle. A lot of injuries usually happen around this time. So I guess it's a shame it happened for him. All right, that's, that's what I know about this game. Moving on. Next up is the Seahawks and the Colts. This was in Raymond James Stadium in Indianapolis. And big shocker. The Seahawks still look awesome. (laughs) Russell Wilson still looks awesome. He still has super dynamic receivers, and they put up a huge show, some huge deep balls from Russell Wilson. I mean, all you had to do was check out the highlight reel to know that they were right where they were last year. And the big thing last year was Russell Wilson kind of couldn't keep up near the end of the year. He turned into more of a mediocre quarterback. But this year seems like, you know, he's starting out the same way he did last year, and that's fun and exciting. DK Metcalf is awesome. Tyler Lockett is awesome. I don't like Seattle because I'm a 49er fan, but how could I hate as a football fan hate this offense? They're just too fun. And you know what I saw, I mean what I, what I, you know, what I realized and saw in this game was that they were more balanced than the Colts. They were basically just more efficient, able to put up, you know, able to convert and keep things going. I didn't really pay too much attention to the game, so I don't know much more about the details on you know, the turnovers, didn't glance too hard at that. Every time, Seahawks always have great highlights because DK and Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett are just awesome, super fun. So, fun game. Wish I could have seen it live. Wasn't close, so nothing to be too, you know, more just fun fun action for the NFL. A lot of good stuff. On to the next. All right, the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers. So many fun storylines in this game. Rookie Zach Wilson, second pick of the draft. I've heard so many good things about him. I don't really watch preseason, so it was exciting to see what he had, what he could do. And he certainly seems like he's going to be a really awesome quarterback if he doesn't just get pummeled because he's on the Jets and just learn tons of bad habits. Like I feel like every quarterback have that's what happens to sh- quarterbacks on shitty teams. They they don't have a way to grow because they're stuck just getting punched in the face and learning bad bad habits. But you know, it was interesting. The Jets put up a fight, made it close. Carolina won it in the end. Um, It was also fun to see Sam Darnold kind of playing his old team, like right away, day one. That was exciting and fun and created a really cool storyline. And then the fact that he was reunited with, you know, a super deep bomb receiver in Robbie Anderson, who he played with, with the Jets also was exciting. Everyone basically trashes Sam Darnold and says, oh, he's going to suck. Personally, I have a little more faith that maybe he was just in a bad situation with the Jets and that maybe he could do something great if he's somewhere else. And he put up pretty solid numbers. I mean, that's almost 300 yards, only one touchdown. But I mean, when you got Christian McCaffrey, how many touchdowns do you need? Of course, you know, Christian McCaffrey didn't actually even score a touchdown today, but he did still put up, you know, almost 100 yards uh, rushing and another, and another 90 yards passing. I'm very excited to see kind of if Carolina can keep this going. When they play a tougher team, how good are they going to look? I mean, they they only got 19 points against 14 against the Jets. All intensive purposes, I'm assuming the Jets are going to suck again. It's a learning year. I mean, that quarterback can take them only so far, but we shall see. On to the next. All right, Minnesota and Cincinnati. Another game I did not get a chance to watch. I was kind of tracking it on the stat tracker. It looked like it was a close and exciting game. I was kind of questioning what the hell's up with Kirk Cousins this to start the season. You know, he—it seemed like they were really rusty going into the game. I mean, there was like all punts until the second quarter. That's kind of what a thriller. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a, you know a reflection of maybe how strong these defenses are, or just maybe that they're not complete teams. Once I get a chance to watch them more, I'll, I'll learn a little better about that. But you know, Adam Thielen was strong as he always is, that was exciting. And that started off in the second quarter with his, with his touchdown. And when I made this pick on this game and I picked Minnesota, I couldn't even remember. I I totally forgot about Joe Burrow. Like I totally forgot about him. Like he was injured all season, half the season last year. Didn't he? I just thought, Oh yeah, the Bengals, I think they suck again as always. And Oh, right. They have Joe Burrow. They might actually be a good team, you know, Who knows? I mean, that's a really tough division. Probably not going to make it to the playoffs. But it's always exciting to have a super stellar, promising quarterback. And it makes every NFL team exciting and makes me interested in watching the game. So after realizing that, I was very disappointed (laughs) I couldn't watch this game. Especially because it was the one game that went to overtime this weekend. The Bengals kind of let up a little bit in the game, it looked like. And then they were able to pull it off in overtime. So good for the Bengals and you know some slip ups and the Vikings clearly have some some building to do. The Vikings are very lucky that they're in a division where everyone in the division sucked this this weekend and even Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay which we will get to. So it's kind of a no harm no foul situation in terms of winning your division and it's only week 1. No reason to panic. No really reason to make too many judgments about you know the outcome of these games. If I had a chance to really watch the nuances, I might have a better impression of how things look. Hopefully I'll get a chance to see one of their games coming up soon. On to the next. Okay, Arizona, Tennessee. And all I can say is what the hell happened, Tennessee, on offense and on defense? Like, are the Cardinals that good this year? I guess maybe they are. I kind of forgot about them too. You know, every offseason I kind of... I start getting focused on other things in life, and then I get back to the season, and it takes me a week or two to wrap my head around what's going on again. As we get through the season, I will seem like I know what I'm talking about. But going into this game, I was thinking, I think Tennessee's going to be a solid team. I think Arizona's going to be a solid team. I think this is going to be a close game. I really felt that Tennessee was going to do what they're usually good at, which is controlling the pace of the game. And I guess the reality is that's what happens with Tennessee last year and the year before that. And so they're probably kind of the similar team that, they, that they've that they been. When Tennessee gets out of their game and they can't do ball control and control the tempo, control the score, they get blown out and they don't really have an answer for it usually. And it didn't seem any different today. If they can change that throughout the year, we'll see. I think for them to do better than they did last year. they're going to be need to be able to change that because they're going to go up against teams that can get that can plow through their defense. You know, first game of the season, easy to get lopsided scores. people aren't really don't have a lot of tape to go off of. a lot of a lot of work gets put in in the off season to kind of craft a new team and you know a new game plan or you know some unique quirks to the game plan. So who knows? I mean, I think Tennessee will probably still be a very good team. They've got too many good things going on for that team not to be. A.J. Brown, you know, he was injured for so much of the the end of the last season, and it certainly would be really nice to see what A.J. Brown can do, you know, this year and if he can come back to the form he had the prior year because, man, was he awesome. I mean, he had a touchdown in this game, 50 yards, four catches, or just about 50 yards. So the more they get things going on that team, the more they do with Julio Jones, it seems like that team's still going to be good. The other side of the ball with Arizona – I mean, that story is really just the NFC West is a monster, and any one of those teams could probably win it. Kyle Murray, crazy. Four touchdowns, almost 300 passing yards, and he gets another 20 rushing yards. Their running game with the two, with the two backs sharing duty, Chase Edmonds and James Conner combined to get over 100 yards. It just, you know, they were a dominant team, and that defense is ridiculous. The reality that Chandler Jones got five sacks, bonkers but that seems like a crazy amount. If he he could put that... I mean, if he did that five times in a season, he would have blown past the Michael Strahan record in sacks. Obviously, he's not going to do that. Clearly, he will get double coverage for the rest of the season after a performance like that by the blocking, but um, that sure makes something exciting to look for going forward. You know, the fact that J.J. Watt is on that team as well now, that's... I don't even remember that, so that's exciting. Seems like the Arizona Cardinals are going to be freaking awesome. They've got the most loaded team now that they also have Nuke on their team. Good for them. I'm rooting for the Niners, so hopefully they don't do that good, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, on to one of my featured games of the week. I had a chance to really sit down and pay close attention to this one, and it was... Pretty fun, actually. I mean, it was fun on both sides of the ball. San Francisco 49ers at the Detroit Lions. I mean, San Francisco looks super strong on offense. and surprised, But surprisingly, you know, I did not think I was going to expect a lot from Detroit. I thought maybe Jared Goff would struggle. And, you know, they look pretty good. Their running game would look pretty strong. I thought, you know, I didn't know what to expect from the Niners this year, and I still don't for sure. But they gave up a lot of runs up the middle, I felt like they gave up a lot of they gave up a lot of yards and even though they got that big you know big that big lead they kind of let up i didn't pay attention to how many backups they were throwing into the into the defense but sure enough detroit came back with a couple two-point conversions and scores and got within eight points trying to make it an exciting game and it it was fun it was a really good game i mean my favorite things about the niners right now is debo samuel is just a rock star, he's so much fun. He might be my favorite wide receiver in the league. Just I love watching receivers that can just plow people over and get yards after the catch. The yak, man, he was nuts. 189 yards and a touchdown, and that touchdown play was so huge. George Kittle is always awesome. He had a pretty sol- he had a, a very solid day with almost 80 yards, and Jimmy Garoppolo was very good, which is great because you don't have to feel stressed about. Throwing the other quarterback into the mix, which was you know comforting and safe, and Jimmy Garoppolo looked good, and it looks like there's all sorts of great signs for the rookie. So that was a fun game, um, and actually, I think Detroit's going to make make for some exciting games this season. They looked like a, a middle of the pack you know team, and that that could be fun. I mean, they'll probably struggle to win games, but they'll be competitive in games. They won't make games completely boring. They'll put up offense. It'll be interesting. Um, on a fantasy note, I had Deontay Swift and he had a great play, which was shocking to me. I thought he was going to suck for my fantasy team and he still might, but at least he gave me a great week one. So I'll take it On to the next, the Pittsburgh Buffalo game had that game on, got a chance to watch it mostly in mute for the, for the most part. So I could listen to the Niner game, but, um, you know, Pittsburgh looked like they were really struggling out of the gate. But their defense was super strong, obviously, or Buffalo wasn't quite in sync. So it was a very low-scoring game to start. The, to start, uh, Buffalo seemed like they had just the slight edge throughout the game. At least that was my impression. I thought, okay, you know, I picked Buffalo for that, thinking that was exactly what was going to happen, and that's what happened. And then all of a sudden, Pittsburgh got an offensive score. Then they got the special teams turnover, touchdown, and boom, they were off to the races. They finished the game up 23-16, to 16. And it's like, okay, these are two teams that are probably where they were last year. Maybe Buffalo has to figure a few things out and they don't, they're do not they not as good as they think they are. Or maybe they just went up against a very strong Pittsburgh defense and weren't able to kind of make it work. But to have a home game in Buffalo, I mean, I've heard about how intense the Buffalo fans are. They call them, you know, they're the the Bills Mafia. And for them to get back to getting to watch live games, And to see their team that they think might go win a Super Bowl lose in week one must be kind of brutal. But shit happens. It's football. Uh, So let's see if they bounce back. On to the next. Philadelphia to Atlanta. I didn't watch this one. Don't have a lot to say about it except for, wow, can't believe Atlanta only scored six points. I would have thought that even though they lost their number one receiver, they'd still be strong. You know, and put up some points. I didn't expect the Eagles' defense to be really strong. Didn't get a chance to look too closely at the game, so can't be quite sure what exactly happened and what the real reasoning behind this crazy lopsided game of 30, you know, a score of 32 to 6, what happened there. But it certainly seems wild that that's that's how things would have played out. Um, Atlanta just couldn't get anything going. They got two field goals. Congrats, Atlanta. Better luck next time. On to the next. I think this next game might have been the best game of the weekend: Cleveland Browns versus Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City able to have a comeback and eke out a win, largely because of mistakes by Cleveland, and then being able to capitalize on those mistakes near the end of the game. The botched punt put them in great field position, and that's how they got. That's how they really were able to come back. And then for Cleveland not to capitalize at the end of the game when they had a situation where they could get into the lead and they where they could finish off and get a win. But really what what I learned most was Cleveland Browns look really good this year. They've looks like they built on what they did last year and they're improving and they're getting better, so they're going to be a fun team to watch all season. And Kansas City started kind of slow and then blew up. Hmm, where did I see that before? Oh yeah, every every year for Kansas City. I mean, throughout the playoffs, throughout the regular season, they've done that time and time again. And they're just going to be just as great of a team as they've always been. I'm really excited to watch them. In terms of rooting for Kansas City, it's kind of rooting against my favorite teams. But can't hard to not root for that excitement and that kind of fun play that you get from the quarterback and, and all their skilled players. Love Kansas City. Love the energy you see from the Kansas City fans. That was super cool to see. Even though I really have a question about the whole COVID thing and how all these people being in the same place is not, you know, spreading the Delta variant everywhere. It still was very fun to hear the loudness, the energy. You could tell it got, you could almost tell it kind of changed the, the the outcome of the game. And, and it kind of made uh, that punt, that punt error kind of happen. It seemed like who knows, but that's how it seemed to me. Great game. Kansas city eked out a win shocker. But um, I think the real shocker was that, Cleveland was doing so good, and Kansas City was struggling throughout the game. But it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see what these teams do going forward. On to the next. This next game was clearly the upset of the week. Green Bay only scoring three points against the Saints, which was technically a home game for the Saints, but it was being played in Florida because of the hurricane and them not being able to play in their home stadium. And I heard watching the game that... Green Bay typically has problems in Florida, so maybe that's like some type of thing, you know, a curse. They just can't handle the the warm, swampy weather. I don't know. Maybe it's just coincidence. Maybe it's who they've played. But clearly Aaron Rodgers not playing in the preseason and that team not really being in sync was the story of this game. Either that or we're going to realize as the season goes on that the Saints defense is that good. What we also learned was James Winston, you know, certainly can be a better quarterback when he's got better coaching and he's got an offensive coordinator, I mean, an offensive coach that is a guru in Sean Payton. So that was kind of fun to see, you know, it's always cool to see a quarterback kind of have a bounce back when they go to another team, when they had so much prospect to start their career. And, you know, he's kind of a weird guy, that whole thing where he did the the like win the the W where he was like uh, with his fingers and he was like licking him, I got to say that was a major turnoff. And admittedly, I've heard some things about him. I don't know the truth behind it, but it kind of seems like he might not be the best guy off the field all the time. I don't, I'm not trying to slight the guy because I don't know the truth. I just know what I've kind of read. But it's always fun to see the potential of a good quarterback, and he might be a good quarterback. That's kind of what we learned from this game. And, you know, they've got some injuries. What's he going to be like? when they get Michael Thomas back. That'll be really exciting. Of course, we're going to have to wait six weeks. And it's really going to be interesting to see, was this just a fluke or are the Saints legit yet again? What will it be like when they go up against Tampa Bay? I'm guessing a very different game. I'm also guessing if they played the Packers maybe in three weeks, it would have been a very different game. It just looked like one team wasn't ready. And almost like Aaron Rodgers was just like, Hey, let's just try and see if I can magically do something, even though I don't like really have it test. I mean, do kind of what he's done in the past, but like something was he wasn't ready to do that kind of play. So I don't know what that was. He kind of blew it off at- after the game and like he normally does in the early in the season. And I, I would totally expect that they'll be really good throughout the year, and this is just uh, an anomaly. So we'll see what happens on to the next. Now time for my fan favorite game of the week. I've got three teams I absolutely love in the Chicago Bears, the Denver Broncos, and the San Francisco 49ers. And when one of those teams, you're not quite sure how good they're going to be and then they have a good game, it's super fun. Denver won the game against the New York Giants 27-13. to Very encouraging. Really cool to see that Teddy Bridgewater can be, you know, maybe a more reliable, consistent quarterback. So that's a plus. I don't know if he's going to be an... Awesome elite quarterback, but he did show some really good accuracy and some deep throws. So that was exciting. Jerry Judy getting injured though was brutal. I can only hope it's not horrible. But you know, Denver played the New York Giants. The New York Giants are not a team to measure yourself against this year. I don't think they I don't think. They look like they're just as bad as they were last year. Maybe as Saquon Barkley. Kind of gets back and get gets back to playing after that horrible injury last year. Maybe they'll get show a lot of progress, but they certainly didn't look very good this in this game. Denver's defense could be solid again. I mean, I would hope so. Finally, you know, as of now, we have both Chubb and Von Miller healthy. And like, what can this defense do with like a healthy defense? So I'm excited about this team. Love Denver. It's been rare to see them do well after, you know, Peyton Manning left. It really hasn't been a lot of promise. Melvin Gordon had that crazy good touchdown run, which was super exciting. I mean, he's strong, he's big, and then he showed some speed. And, you know, last year was a question mark. Is he going to be as good as he was with the Chargers? And maybe, maybe we might see that he's really going to have a resurgence, and that's fun. I like Philip Lindsay. I thought it was kind of a shame that he left. But he also might not be as good as what they have now, and and the rookie didn't get a chance to see much from him. But it'll be exciting to see what he can do down the line. They might have a really good one-two punch in the running game, and they've clearly got some solid receivers. And you know, with Judy out, it's just going to give um, the other receivers a little more, pra- you know, a little bit more uh, opportunity to to get you know starting experience, which just might make them better and better as the season goes on. Can they win the division against the Chiefs? probably not. Could they win they get division against the Chargers? I don't know. Maybe the Raiders? I uh, yeah, so who knows. They might end up in 4th place by the end of the year or they might might be a playoff contender. But it's exciting. Go Broncos. That's what I can say as a Bronco fan and um on to the next. Miami versus New England. Super fun East Coast rivalry even when Tom Brady was with New England, somehow Miami would seem to surprise and get wins when you wouldn't expect it when they were a bad team. Now they've got an interesting, exciting team. They've got a solid coach. They've got Tua Tagovailoa as their quarterback. So a lot of promise, maybe. Who knows yet? And then, of course, New England getting that solid new quarterback. That might be the future for that team. You can never count out Bill Belichick. So this was you know, kind of an exciting prospect of a game, and it and it, and it was exciting. It turned out to be really close. Miami, New England, 17-16 to finish. And there was, you know, just a couple errors, you know, a couple mistakes that, that, that were the difference in this game. It'll be fun to see them play again later in the season. I can't wait to see how these two quarterbacks progress. I certainly think, it you know, we might have like another solid playoff team from New England that just finds ways to win, even though they don't have a lot, you know, of like all-star talent to tout. But that's how a lot of their seasons have gone so maybe that's this is the beginning of a new dynasty time will tell but you know i mean the guy's humble he seems like he's knows how to learn we'll see how it goes on to the next all right we're finishing out our review with the third of my favorite teams the chicago bears losing to the los angeles rams 34 to 14 and oh my god i mean i assumed that's what was going to happen it was the Sunday night game, so I gotta really pay attention to it. Everybody's been talking about how bad the Bears are gonna be. And in the end, it's kind of what, you know, it proved to be the case. Watching the coaching and watching how that game went, it almost felt like the Bears head coach, Matt Nagy, also thinks his team sucks. I mean, he kinda of played like he thought his team sucked. Like he was like, if I don't do some magic in in quarter one then we're gonna like, then we've already lost the game. Like he didn't give himself a chance. They, you know, they have a good drive to start the game. They have a crazy good run, uh, running. Uh, they have some crazy good run, run plays, and i think that's maybe the most exciting thing about this team right now is getting this, seeing that David Montgomery is probably going to be better than he was last year and everything I thought he could be when he got drafted. So that's super fun. They get into field field goal range, and then what does Nagy do? He calls it, he wastes a timeout, and then after the timeout, immediately after the timeout, they throw an interception in the end zone. Like, how bad can you be? Like, it just seems so foolish. Like, it just seems such a stupid move. Like, he was trying to come up with such a perfect play that he just, like, you know, fell right into, like, the Rams' plans. Like, he just, like, didn't have a clue. Like, he you know, he's, like, almost afraid of, like, he, I don't know. So, I like Nagy. I've been rooting for Nagy, but the start of that game felt like Nagy was – be playing, was coaching badly. It was bad coaching. That's how I read it. And then for them to get the ball on the, their next drive and to have a turnover on downs was, oh, my God. I mean, it was like crushing. It was like, what are you doing? Why go for it on fourth down when you're not even that far down the field? I mean, oh, it was painful. So for that to happen, that to be the way they start, but it just seemed like they were afraid they were so like it seemed like he had no faith that his defense could do anything against the rams when i feel like i've seen more more and more often when you put a little faith in your team you try to push them back you play that game throughout the game you might actually have some good luck but maybe he knew what he was talking about because the rams got some huge deep plays they look really good with matt stafford i wouldn't be surprised if they get to the super bowl along with a lot of teams and the Bears looked like they just quite weren't, you know, ready for prime time. And more than anything, Matt Nagy looked like he didn't kind of think his team was good enough and felt like he had to just do a bunch of trick plays to win. When I think if he just put a little faith into, you know, their strengths, they might actually be a very strong team this year and put some reliance on the defense and not put their defense in such a bad position. And maybe next time you won't lose 14 to 34. Maybe you'll be in it near the end. I mean, they were kind of in it anyway even after making those errors. But if they don't make those errors early on, instead of being down by a touchdown, maybe they're only tied and fighting for the rest of the game. And that can change the whole dynamic of the rest of the game. So very disappointing coaching, I thought, by the Chicago Bears. And, you know, just mistakes, like receivers not getting the ball. And that's got to reflect on coaching too. So I like Matt Nagy. I want to like Matt Nagy. Maybe he's just a better offensive coordinator than he is a coach. Meanwhile... He's going up against his like, it's almost like he was, it almost looked like he thought he was playing his idol. He didn't pass the test. It was, it was very disappointing, but the Rams look really good. They're going to be a dominant team yet again, and this will be a fun season for them. I think Chicago might string together some wins. They might be vying for a playoff, you know, spot because that division is questionable at best. I mean, who knows? And you know, if they can win division games, they might be in it. Green Bay might take a while to get going in the season. Minnesota could be just like they were last year, up and down. You never really know what you're going to get. And Detroit, I don't think they're as good of a team now without Matt Stafford than they were last year. But they definitely put up put put up a fight this week. So that division, it'll be kind of interesting and fun. It's not because they're going to be the best division in in the in the NFC, let alone the NFL. But I've always liked that division, and I'm excited to see how it goes. And of course. Speaking of best division in the NFL, I think after week one, the the obvious answer is the NFC West, but that can change week to week. So it's just week one. We'll see how it goes. And it was a really fun Sunday football to start the season. I was absolutely entertained, loved every minute of it, got a chance to watch, sit down and watch some games, got a chance to watch a little bit of a red zone, check a lot of stats, even got my daughter excited in it. So that was fun. NFL's great, and I'm glad. To t- I mean, I always love talking about it. And that wraps up all the Sunday games. And now we come to the final game of week one, the Monday night thriller in Las Vegas with the Baltimore Ravens coming into town against the Raiders with the first time that fans could be in the audience. And boy, what it, was it exciting. The black hole was in full effect. It was just a stream of black jerseys, and it had to be the best game of the week. Baltimore just barely couldn't hold on. Las Vegas came through with that amazing overtime to win at 33-27. And what a thrilling overtime it was. The Raiders almost winning the game. Everyone thinking they won, coming out onto the field, and then realizing the receiver didn't get in the end zone. Then having it on like the one-yard line, not getting it with the quarterback sneak, getting the penalty, pushing him back five yards and then throwing the interception on the third down, and then Baltimore having a turnover, and then they get the walk-off touchdown after having a delay of game penalty when they were thinking about kicking it. It was just about as exciting as a football fan could ask for. Loved the game, and I think we're going to see a lot of really good things from that team. The Ravens this year, injuries, they might struggle quite a bit. They're in a division that's going to be tough. All four teams in that division look good. So it's going to be a tough season for the Ravens. That's for sure. And that is going to wrap up this week's review of the NFL. I'm Ian Strider. Once again, this was Ian Strider, NFL Football Reviews. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week when we check out week two and see how this season progresses. Looks like it's going to be a really fun one. A lot of energy. I think everyone's excited to have fans back, except for those that are concerned about COVID which I certainly am. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. Hopefully everyone stays safe. And that's that. One week in the books.